Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. This is Dust Kunkel, and I am here again with President Paul Lineman. And today we have chosen to focus in on mentoring, what mentoring is and how it plays out in our lives in a variety of ways. I, If you're like me, you've had a number of people in your life who have been mentors who have changed the trajectory of your life in significant ways. And um, we just wanted to take a little bit of time to focus in on that. So we hope this podcast is illuminating. And um, if nothing else, just brings you back to a point of remembering the key people in your life who have been mentors and who have um, really changed the trajectory of your life. That's kind of the phrase I like to use. Um, Paul, you've had mentors in your life in a variety of ways, and most recently, a, a really key mentor in your life. Um, the Lord came, and um, he's now home with with the Lord. Probably the key mentor in my life. Yeah. About, it, it'll be two weeks tomorrow that... Um, Jesus came and took my dad's hand and, yeah. and uh, blessed him with his heart's desire. And uh, obviously over the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that, um, about the, the place that my dad has in my life. Um, and, and it's not a was, it's an is, because mm-hmm. it, it'll continue to be that. I think uh, when I first reflected uh, or shared the news with everybody, I identified um my dad is the North star for my life and my ministry. Mm-hmm. And I really, I think that metaphor really applies because the North star is where you get your bearings and how you orient yourself to the world and how you just discern direction and, and where you're at. And I think that's really probably one of the most important things um, that my dad has done for me over the years. I can remember as a little boy, because he was the principal of my school when oh. I was a kid. <laughs> That's <laughs> a... eighth grade. And um, we lived across the street from the school and dad was the principal. And I can remember as a, uh, like a primary kid, noticing how the older kids interacted with him. Hmm. Yeah. How they, how they valued their connection to him. And I remember the realization that I get to go home with him. Yeah. He's yeah. And it was just an important thing. And it, it, what, what probably is the guiding thing is I think about mentoring uh, in connection with my relationship with my dad is how he valued people mm. during his journey here on earth. And it, it wasn't um, a valuing that was uh, hierarchical at all. You know, people of importance, in the yeah. world mind, he valued people up and down um, mm-hmm. from the from the oldest person with the most seniority to the youngest person with mm-hmm. um, the curious eyes. And, and he saw people with the eyes of Jesus. And as I think about that legacy, that's, that's really a big part of the way that I seek mm-hmm. to do ministry is just to connect with people and to recognize their value in God's heart, mm-hmm. um, wherever they come from, 
not just people who are quote church people, not just people who are leaders, not just people who are uh, of seeming importance, but people all up and down Mm. the way. And um, I think for me, that's especially true with children, Um, recognizing the importance and value that the children in our lives have. And yeah, uh, I see, I see that reflected in the way that my dad lived his life too. As you're sharing that, um, the picture that came to my mind was of someone who, you know, didn't just have relationships with people that, um, they saw as necessary to getting things done, Mm, but someone, someone who had relationships with people because they were people, because they were people that God loved. They're valuable. (laughs) Yeah. But not because, not because they helped me get something done. Right. 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 Just because they are. Right. Yeah. They're children of God. And, and, you know, as we, as we make our way, this is Holy Week. We're doing this recording on Mm -hmm. Wednesday of Holy Week. I think about that a lot because uh, a big important picture of Jesus making his way to the cross is that he did that with full knowledge mm-hmm. of who we are, not just the image that we want to project to the world or the picture that we want to, the way we want other people to see us, but our, the reality of who we are with all of our faults and failings and the ways in which we wander, um, Jesus goes to the cross knowing that, and it doesn't stop him from going. And for us as uh, people in this world, people disappoint us all the time. Right. Um, and I disappoint people all the time, uh, hopefully not wanting to, but it just happens because of yeah. being. And, and recognizing that that does not diminish the value that, I have in God's eyes that that's not when people disappoint me, that does not diminish the value that they have in God's eyes either. And to try to see people from that perspective is really, really important. So what's a story that you might have of your dad that sort of illustrates what you're talking about right now? You know, I'm, I'm picturing those uh, middle school boys looking up to dad Mm -hmm. and uh, wanting to be in his presence um, because he didn't treat them just as, you know, kids in middle school, but as human beings, as children of God. Mm-hmm. And you saw that. I heard you describing how you saw that, and, and you were like, oh, I get to go home with that guy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's my story. That's mm-hmm. my legacy. Yeah. I guess I guess one of the things that just really stands out to me is re- when I recognized that, I heard I heard that word in scripture, to whom much is given, much will be required. And I felt a real blessing as a person to whom much has been given. And I guess the, the, the calling that I've, I've felt is wanting to be a person who does the same for others, to pour into their life in the same way. Mm-hmm. And again, not necessarily so that the world recognizes it, but so that that person does so that they recognize that they're loved and they I remember, recognize they're important. I remember you saying this more than once that, that Jesus counts one person at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what I'm hearing. And maybe that's something that came from your dad. Oh, no, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I also remember when we were kids, 
that dad went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to take training in the Bethel series. The Bethel series was a, a way of teaching the Bible uh, to people, a Bible, basically intensive Bible study. And one of the key verses that they pointed to in Bethel was blessed to be a blessing. That the, the promise that God gave to Abraham when he made mm-hmm. his, established his covenant with him. I will bless you and you will be a blessing to basically the people of the world. Yeah. That's a legacy that, that I feel too, that our family has had, mm. that God has blessed us, that we might be a blessing. That's a powerful feeling to, mm. I just, and I hear it in your voice, Paul. This is of course, very fresh for you mm-hmm. that you're carrying, um, a mantle that your, your father gave to you that is connected to blessing people. Right. Yeah. I guess the other thing that, you know, as we talk about mentors, God placed me into a situation of a mentoring relationship. I didn't need to seek it. It wasn't something that I needed to find. I was just given it. And I consider that to be an incredible gift. It is. Not everybody gets that kind of a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that I'm very privileged. Yeah. For those people that um, haven't received it that way, it's important to seek it. Yes, absolutely. To yeah. find mm-hmm. someone whom, who can be that mentor for you. Mm-hmm. Someone that you can sit at their feet, that you can learn from. And the, the lessons aren't didactic. They're right. not things that you're going to get like when you go to school. Their values, their, their worldviews, their impressions, ways of thinking about the world. Um, that's why that North Star metaphor really matters to me. Yeah. Because it's not something that you can seek. You just look at it and you orient to it and you change your path mm-hmm. because you see it that way. For, for people who are listening to this, if you're finding, if, you, if you're not sure who that person might be for you, look for them. Yeah. And the, you know, what's amazing is if you, and if you ask for that, my experience has been when you ask the Lord for that kind of mentoring, he will show it to you. He will give you that person. Um, I've experienced that a couple of times in my life to just to be clear that, you know, the, a great definition for mentoring is it's, it's someone who pours into you in an area or more, more than one area that you have a need to be poured in. In other words, you're, you are, um, you sense a lack or, or a sense of um, you don't have vision or, or uh, a, just, there's just something that's missing in an area. Mm-hmm. And we're all that way. We all be, uh, were made that way to receive the gift of relationship and care and love from others. And so mentoring is just one way to describe what that looks like. But Paul, I'm really with you on this. If, if there is an area in our lives where we feel like we're missing something, we can ask for the Lord to provide a mentor, and He will. Um, and He'll also help us by just by asking. A lot of times we start looking more, and then we see that person. And then the next step is, I think, really important. Sometimes you just need to ask that person for it. And they might be the most surprising person of all. They, like you said, Paul, they're not, it's, this is not about necessarily content delivery. It's more about um, a, a portion of that person's who they are rubbing off on you the way of being mm-hmm. the way of being. Yeah. So, um, so I, I love that picture of being with someone as the North star that changes your pathway somehow. That's just mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. I guess the other thing, as you, as you were talking, it just 
it, it strikes me too that we have multiple mentors in our lives. Yes. It's not just one person. There are different people that maybe we, we get different blessings from. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, a big part of it is recognizing that and, and being thankful for that and articulating that to yourself so that you can embrace it and hold on to it and allow it to be a lasting blessing to you. I've got as brought many mentors into my life. Yes. Uh, one of the things we've talked about before are some of the mentors that I had at Concordia Portland mm-hmm. professors um, who ultimately became colleagues for a while, which was a, an interesting transformation for me. Yeah. Um, but people of integrity and, and care and gifted intellectually gifted uh, uh, as teachers and who just by the way that they were mm. brought life to the content that they were trying to teach me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you if you don't, if you don't necessarily have those people in your life, look for them, mm-hmm. but also recognize that you might actually be one for somebody else. Yeah. It goes both ways. Doesn't it? it does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I think of uh, Paul and Timothy and, and Barnabas and how the interplay of, that must have been just in with those three guys over the years. And then the, as Paul was writing to Timothy, of course, Timothy was already mentoring other people right. uh, in his life. That's very true. And, and the way that we can be a blessing to each other. You know, you're, you're mentioning that just brought to mind a specific memory of traveling to a workshop with my dad we're Mm. driving you know my dad spent hours in the car oh yeah doing the district doing the district jobs this was i think i was i was uh, a junior high teacher at this point we were traveling to a workshop that uh, we were going to go to together and i remember him asking me for advice Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and i laugh at that because it just kind of blew me away you want to know what I think Hmm. about this and the nature of the mentoring relationship is it's not just a one-way street, right? It does go both ways. And I think it's very important to recognize that people who are your mentors can also be your peers. Yeah. That's a great real, that's such great uh, wisdom there, Paul. Yeah. I, I, I guess I've, I've felt that way. Um, for the last couple of decades as, as I've grown older that dad and I would talk as peers as much mm-hmm. as father, son. And obviously we had those father, son memories, which were great. Mm-hmm. And now I've got my own kids in their thirties and our relationship has changed. And I look back at, at some of the pictures from our, our history and, and see where we are today. And I'm, I'm thankful for the way that relationship has changed, even when I miss some of what it used to be. Yeah. It, it goes together. It goes together. It does. I, and I'm, as you were talking, just thinking about that baseline that you said at the beginning of this conversation uh, from your father, where uh, treating people just for who they are, not for what you can get from them or what they do for you, but simply as, as children of God being present in their lives um, to be a blessing. That's kind of the bottom. If you start there in a mentoring relationship, everything else flows from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the great picture of um, 
I've been to so many memorial services in the last two months. Um, it mm. just, it seems like God has called a lot of powerful people home. And um, Revelation 21 is a text that's used at many memorial services about the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Yeah. And um, the old order of things has passed away. And as I hear those words, what I see is God's people together at the throne of the Lamb, seeing things for the first time together, mm -hmm. being grateful for the way that God has brought them to this place together. And um, we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. Even those people who were older than you, <laughs> Yes. Even people who are your parents, perhaps, and your, your children, your grandchildren, were all together as one in Christ, mm. looking to the Savior from the same perspective of deep need and overwhelming blessing. And that's the new order. I can't and, wait. <laughs> can't wait. And we get to um, experience um, shafts of sunlight from that new order in our lives today. That's what I hear you describing in your relationship with your father yeah. uh, when he was still with you um, here on earth. Yeah. I'm very thankful, Dust. Thank, thanks for the chance to process this a little bit with you. It's, it's healing. Absolutely. I, I can tell it's, it's definitely close to the surface for you right now. So before we're done, um, and this is kind of a bigger question, but um, for our leaders across the Northwest District, we have been exploring this idea of facing adaptive challenges mm -hmm. that, um, you know, uh, adaptive challenges are ones that cannot be solved by existing knowledge or skills. Um, they require a shift in values, expectations, attitudes, and habits, even behavior um, that, that we're living in a time when we're facing adaptive challenges when, you know, we can't just rearrange the decks, the, ch the chairs on the deck. Mm -hmm. um, we the actually, deck of the Titanic, right? You know, we actually have to do some, some things a little differently. And, and so just this whole conversation about mentoring and loving people for who they are, draw some connections between that maybe in, in this whole idea of facing adaptive challenges for us. Okay. That, I, I'm happy to do that. Cause I think, I think the place to begin to think about adaptive change is by remembering what doesn't change hmm. and what doesn't change is the love that God has for people, the calling that he gives to people like us to be his ambassadors yeah. in a world that's rapidly changing, but to continue to communicate that message. Mm -hmm. And so what doesn't change is what the heart of that message is. Jesus is the way to life. Right, yeah. And, and he that will never change. What does change is the way that we connect with people mm. and, and paying attention to uh, what their questions are, paying attention to what the pathways into their lives might be, and, and then walking those roads with the unchanging message of their significance in the heart of God mm. and, and seeking to uh, help them connect the dots between their personal life and the vision that God has for them in eternity. That's, you know, that's going to continue to, to change dramatically. Yes. I think about if, if this pandemic situation we've been in last year had happened even 
10 years ago, mm -hmm. we would have had a totally different experience because we wouldn't have had tools like this to be able right. to connect with each other. We wouldn't have been able to stay connected. And I don't know where it's going in the future. But the blessing that I think we can take with us is that the unchanging message of God's love for people and how that's manifested in the person of Jesus Christ yes. is the timeless peace. Mm. So as we think about how we're going to deal with adaptive change, it's about keeping our heads up, I think, paying attention to what's going on around us and the culture mm -hmm. and the means by which people are connecting to each other and what the needs are of people in, in our world, because those things have changed quite yes, a bit. Yes, they have. Yeah. But what well, doesn't change is how we can bring the light of Christ's love to bear on those things. That stays the same. I, that's just such a great picture for me. Thank you. I, I love that you went straight to what doesn't change when I, when I brought up what was changing. Um, and the picture that immediately emerged in my mind as you were talking was Jesus in the boat with the disciples as the storms got high. Mm -hmm. and how it's so easy to pay attention to the how big the waves are and how hard the wind is blowing and everything else but the the real living truth that Jesus is right here with with us. Mm -hmm. yeah. The theme passage for my life as a district president has been Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, which is you, Mm. Um, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men that you might not grow weary and lose heart. Yeah. And it's all about keeping your eyes on the one who can make all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Well, dear friends, wherever you are listening to this podcast, I, the, our hope is that we have been an encouragement to you and help you keep your eyes exactly on the Lord. That's the, that's the whole reason we do um, this um, together when we, when we record these things. As we're kind of coming to a close here, Paul, again, thank you for being so personal with unpacking mentoring for us and the influence of your dad in your life is so far reaching, not just for you but for so many other people across the Northwest. Maybe as we're closing, how about a question or two for those that are listening that, to help them get kind of get their, their next step on, you know, on the road going forward, uh, wherever that may be? I guess I would uh, I'd encourage you to look around you and see who the people are that you're seeking to follow mm. um, and what, what characteristics those people have. And, and note that for yourself, mm -hmm. note that for yourself, because I guess the thing that uh, strikes me about life is that we're strongest and we're, we have the best um, direction when we're intentional about how we live. Right. And once you have a sense for what is important to you, how God is leading you and through whom he's leading you, um, you can pursue that with purpose and intent and allow it to be the blessing in your life that God wants it to be. So the question I'd have is, who's your mentor? Mm -hmm. What do you admire about them? Mm -hmm. How do you seek to be like them? Yeah. And I would, as a coach, I would ask the final question, which is, when are you going to ask them to walk with you or mm -hmm. be your mentor? If you Take haven't done so. Step. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to do that. Yep. 
-hmm. So uh, you're right, Paul, being intentional about these things does matter. There are things that happen without us even knowing, like you growing up with your dad being so present in your life. Mm -hmm. um, but then there are other, other areas as we, especially as we enter adulthood, where we need to, we need to take stock and then determine next steps and actually take some intention, uh, make some plans and follow through. And so uh, wherever you are in that part of the journey, uh, know that we're here to support you. That's the whole point for us is to support you. Well, Paul, uh, thank you so much for your time uh, today and um, really appreciate the opportunity to explore mentoring. Maybe we'll circle back around to this again. This is such a rich topic. Thank you. I appreciate the chance to, to share. It's been healing for me. Thanks. Folks, uh, thanks for listening to the Now Leading Podcast. We will catch you around the next bend of the river. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen. <laughs>